is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the sounding board for Drink Wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This is Series 7, Episode 40 of the Sounding Board. And Craig Hutchison and Damien Barrett are with you in the South Bank Studios. Uh, Hutchie, you've survived. I see the Melbourne Cup Carnival week just gone. I've survived. I've survived. What about you? You're the story of the week on social on Thursday. Hello, everyone. It's uh, nice to be here, Damo, in the Melbourne studio, as you would say. This picture went viral on Thursday. It did not. It's of just all of the people, <laughs> two idiots I was with that I expected, two all idiots I was with on the day to be going viral. You've yeah. decided to have your own Oaks Day party <laughs> with your old mates Adam Hamilton and Co. and Nick Quinn. Yeah, away from the track. Yep, you've had a rebel day. Yep, and there's a photograph of you. Look, I don't even know how to set this up. There's seven uh, wonderful ladies. Oh, they're wonderful, are they? In a photo. <laughs> How do you know they're wonderful? Well, they've, you, they've, <laughs> they were, by the way, but how would you know if they are? Well, they've, they're uh, being photographed with you, Damo, in a group shot, yeah. which has invited all sorts of captions on social. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, uh, yeah. Tell me, Damo, how, mm. the circumstances, how you ended up being photographed and papped. Yep. Have you asked for the pictures with the oh, seven? Yeah, yeah. I said, can I? I said to the said seven to the women. Seven, like, I said, okay, can I come over and stand and amongst a you and get a shot? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I happened. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. I can't make a case why these seven wonderful ladies. Yeah, that's what I said. Have, <laughs> have endeavoured to ask you for a photo. Mm. And you've gone, yeah, that's exactly what I want to, we want to do. How's that photo come to be? Do you really want to go to this part? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the seven people in the photo did ask me for a photo, Hachi. So. Like you. One was, of the seven. Oh, one or two of the seven did. One or two of the seven. And I've got a policy like you. If you get asked, you don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem You're I had not- was those idiots I was with, and they are idiots, Nick Quinn particularly, Adam to a lesser extent, yeah. thought it was – yeah. They, they, they then papped the other shot, and then that was the one that you've seen. So, That's, yeah. I'm, I thought you'd – we've done a lot of hard work over seven series, 40 yeah. episodes building this brand. It, this did more damage to our brand <laughs> did it. in one photo than, I, a, than a year's worth of uh, stories on the Herald Sun and news.com.au. I think it's fair to say it wasn't the highlight you, of the you, Women you, in Question's day. Let me, I, I think it's fair to say they had other highlights on the day, Hutchie. Let me break the news to you. You're not George Clooney, Damo. <laughs> Hutchie. I was asked to you're do not even photo. Adam Cooney, not even Brian Clooney, <laughs> Brian Cooney from IMG. You're, you're not <laughs> even, you're not even, you're not Pat Worthy of Jeremy any, Coney. You're not even Jeremy <laughs> Coney. <laughs> um, what are you doing, getting photographed listen, like you? That's sort of something that happens to you, you every keep, day. Do you want to and keep you, going with activities on Cup Week? Because I've been sent a video of your good self. Do, do you do you want to keep going with my activities on social media? Yeah, I've been, I've been very, I was very, I didn't do any dancing. Yes, you did. I nodded along on Tom it, Papley's video. That was all. That's I did. what I've been sent. Yep. I think. I didn't know it was Tom Papley. There's a, photo, some... there's a photo of you in the middle. You've actually positioned yourself in the middle of the shot like, yeah, I'm the main attraction here. I, I said, Everyone f- gather around me. I said, frame could, me in. Frame me in. <laughs> you could have got down the end of the picture and just been oh, the eighth yeah. person in the conversation. But no, everyone gather around, gather around, <laughs> get yourself in the best spot to get yourself as close to me as you can. Have a look at that. That's embarrassing. Damo. The, the Tom Papley video I saw. How, how much had... remorse did many of those wonderful ladies wake up with the next day going, did we Hachi, really stoop so low as to get a picture yesterday? I think yesterday you've milked this enough. I, I was always prepared to give you 90 seconds on this, but I reckon or the fact it, you've gone four minutes. was it on WhatsApp? What about Damo? You say thinking we actually wanted a shot rather than just set this one up for everyone to have a laugh at him? <laughs> That's what I reckon happened. Yep. You, just to finish off your Tom Papley video, you, you were um, bouncing along to one of your favourite songs, Don't Stop Believing. 
Don't stop believing was and, on, and but, and you didn't I, know you were being filmed, and then it was like a matter, a moment of no, I did. He was oh, it was insta, he was insta storing himself. <laughs> That's what it was, and so I thought I'd just nod in my head twice. But I did. I stayed away from the DJ booth for the entire week. Did you? Didn't get up once. Did didn't you? dance once. It was a it was did a you? more mature approach to the spring for me. Okay, so there you go. Um, just on the I did races, get papped through the window at one stage. You got what? Uh, papped through the window by whom? The Herald Sun. They got you the, got papped. The fact that they have a marquee, the Herald Sun two away should disqualify them from taking pictures of anyone else's marquee, shouldn't it? Don't you think? Like, it's one thing if you are- When have they ever <laughs> operated- Like, you can't have your own- Unhypocritically. You can't have your own off-limits marquee <laughs> photographers and be taking photos right? of everyone else's. And they said no photographers in their own. Well, they got a three-story- uh, didn't see- I heard it was good. I, I, heard, I heard it, it was, was good very too. good. But did yeah. you see one photo of theirs in the paper? Now you mention it, no. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they're sneaking and leaning on everyone else's. Turn it up. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I've been critical of Victorian racing. Yeah, I, I need to say well done to Victorian I racing. For the, you've been invited. For the, no, no. Yeah. For the, the last day, the championships day, I, I I thought that was a good day's racing for what it's oh, worth. I mean, the derby was the derby. It's, it's always going to be the derby. The Cups always the Terrace will do. No, it's amazing that, what a day no, that was. I went to the derby on the that day, but no, I'm just no, just <laughs> as, a, after? as a punter, Ripping as a day. punter, um, I thought that day was was well put together. The, the, the 1200 meter race, yeah. the mile race, the 2000 yeah. meter race. I think the racing's been good all the way through. But nice of you to say, hey, there's a bit to deal with. I just wanted to say, I, I'll give them a compliment for I that. Given I've been spending probably 51 of, weeks bagging the, them. Part of the invitation, I get it. Understand? No, I was invited by Flemings. I was very, invited by Sportsbet. You've become very commercial as you've got older. No, I haven't. Hey, a couple of a couple of things to deal with. <laughs> oh, are there? <laughs> Where do we start? First of all, speaking, we might as well stay on the Herald Sun theme. The attack on the Labor Party and Dan Andrews in particular in the last three days. Yep. And the unleashing of the of the unsuspected opening bowler Michael Warner into the equation. Who has been redirected from the Paddington end downwind? <laughs> how, how have you seen the coverage in recent days as the Herald Sun has seemingly got the Premier in there in its uh, in its crosshairs? It, it, I think that's fair to say. And as we get closer, is that fair? yeah, as we get closer to the election, the election is it November twenty. Five. I probably should know. It needed it's, it's, it's somewhere. It had been a very low key election until mm. there was a change of bowler batsman. <laughs> Right arm fast, but so you've they've got, they've got Michael I Warner. They've even taken two centres before the the bouncers were coming in on onto the yeah. onto the project. So they've un, unleashed Saturday him. the twenty Saturday twenty six. Okay, there you go. So the runway's getting shorter, yep. and they've had a couple of years of this now, haven't they? And again, I don't disagree with a lot of their commentary on him. By the way, I, you think you know my, my views on Daniel what? Andrews, but I'm starting to feel sorry for him after the, the last week for what it's worth. So it started, I think, with the stair story. On no, it started the part of that. It started with the cyclist story, which oh, the, yep. Yep. some years ago, thirteen, I think it was. Was it that far back? Yep. Yeah, with the um, very serious issue where Daniel Andrews' wife was driving and uh, connected with a, a bicycle yep. rider. Um, again, reported at the time. And again, the peculiarity on all of that at the time, and this was reported relatively close to the event. I don't know how close, but relatively close that there was no breath. A test of the driver, which is standard practice for any attendance yep. of a of a police person at a, at such a scene. But Michael Warner then, I mean, get this, again, the get was this: the, the cyclist himself spoke um, publicly for the first time. For but, the first time, so that's but, that, that's fair. That's good oh, I think that's yeah, that's fair enough. But it was a dis- uh, considered a and deliberate attempt to go and find the cyclist, right? That, that's person's been that, that's journalism. Yeah, yep, I get it. Yep. So, I'd, so the timing yeah. of the election. 
is it fair and reasonable to go and revisit acts in Dan's past at the time of the election, or was it a considered attempt to try and dig up dirt that might be held against him in the election campaign? I think it's the latter. But but again, that, that's, that's... Could it be both? Could be both, yeah. But that's journalism. But the one that I did have an issue with, Hutchie, was... So you had no issue with the, the cyclist? Uh, you think that's fair coverage? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do, do you? On the basis that he hadn't spoken publicly... I'd imagine, again, this is my take on it, there'll be a legal potential for legal action around yep. it all. So you, you factor that into your reading of it, um, whether there is or not, I don't know. That's my yep. take on it. I factor that in. But again, the get in that regard- Trumps the decision to go and get. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's it. But so okay. I thought that might have been a, a Michael Warner one-off, but then you then see a couple of days later, the, the Michael Warner byline again, and you get the uh, yep. the stairs story, yep. which I, I don't know what you made of it, Hutchie, but- there was nothing in that. There was a photo of the two stairs. There was a photo of the two stairs. Yeah. There was a photo of the two stairs. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it came across as the Herald Sun being discerning on the truth or, or vindictive or both, didn't it? I'd just go with the latter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think in practicality it might have been a bit more innocent than that. So the cyclist- No, there's nothing innocent here. The cyclist was a-, was a Okay, let's. I'm I'm a bit on the fence on this. I think the fact the cyclist spoke was was you had to run. Yep, so no, I get. I get that. I'll give you that. But it felt like an empowered editor going. There's stuff here in the past, and yep. everyone doubts some of these things. And keep going, Michael. You've heard the stories, haven't you? Yeah. I've, I reckon everyone listening to this would have heard one form of event that Everyone's is different, different to story. the two stairs. Yeah. yeah. But what I do know in but journalism it felt like, and media, it felt like that they were enab- trying to get that story up. Yeah. And when they didn't get enough. Do you want me to read the headline like they, they would on Media Watch? Well, since, since you know that program only too well as a regular <laughs> appearance. Yeah. The steps that took down a premier. <laughs> and the okay. first paragraph, Hutchie, by Michael Warner. Be quicker. These are the steps where Premier Daniel Andrews says he fell last year suffering serious spinal injuries, collapsed lungs and six fractured ribs. The two small wooden steps lead to a yep. porch 42 centimetres above a lawn at a modest Sorrento beach house. Yep. And there's a picture of the steps. So some of the language there casts a little doubt that they believe, like says he fell rather than fell. And well, here's the paragraph that they had to put in this whole double-page yep. spread when you go to the uh, inside of the paper. Several alternative theories about the fall have been put forward since the incident, yep. mostly asserting that Mr Andrews was intoxicated and that it happened at a function on the Monday afternoon or night. None have has been proven, and the Premier has dismissed them all. Now, that's the, there's the legal get-out-of-jail sort of referencing there inside that article. Yeah, that's Justin Quill yeah. there. There's Justin Quill. Yeah. That, that, that would be almost certainly Justin Quill. Just uh, Listen, but just put these paragraphs in. Write what you want, but put these paragraphs in. Yeah, so, uh, look... And the picture of the steps. Okay. I think having got the cyclist, the, the, I don't have any problem with Michael going about trying to, to find the second... Like, there's two urban myths on Dan. He got a win on the first... In power to go after the second. He can't control where it's run, placed, or positioned, but the paper can. And I think the paper have absolutely taken the mixed master to that and tried to infer doubt in the story by the way it's been perceived in the picture. Yeah. As if to cast further doubt on it in the eyes of the electorate. And they are in the middle of reporting of their own on the corruption inquiry, which they've been at the front of the reporting on and landed a couple of blows on. The IBAC inquiries? Yeah. yeah. So you can see that they would justify that it was timely, that there's 
in their mind a yeah. distrust in the in the public, and this speaks to some of those. You can see how they would try and defend that. But to your point, some time ago on another topic on another journalist at the same paper, where you said there needs to be some checks and balances, and to have an editor in place to maybe go, okay, is that that's the story we've set you to write and investigate, and this is what you're hitting send on, as in these yeah. are the steps. Now, so I thought, I thought, do, you, do you think in that occasion, if they didn't have an agenda to get Dan, which they do have, if they didn't have that and you came in cold and someone was reading this story for the first time, even unaware of the background, yeah. do, do you think historically they would have run yeah. that so type the, of I mean, there's, there's two macro issues here, right? And again- I think Mike, you know Michael's a outstanding journalist. He's going to find angles on these things and do what he does, which is bat them up, right, and write them. But the the paper, there's two macro issues. Macro issue number one is the paper doesn't like Dan mm. as a rule, right? Yep. Macro issue number well, the company two, doesn't like Dan. Yeah. yeah. Macro issue number two is they haven't been able to really land a punch on him in they haven't. seven or eight years, and they're not used to that. And COVID hasn't got him at and this he, stage. And he's almost got to the point now where he- Well, they should be used to it because they haven't, had, they haven't landed a blow for a long time now and, on, on any public figure. They've and got. they've had some things uh, to land blows on along the way. Yep. So that I, I suspect that part of this is them struggling with that hmm. changing of- you know, Around the world, they've been pretty successful in changing governments, and they haven't been able to get near this one. So- for whatever reason, so I think part of it is hubris, and you know, yeah. What? How's this happening? This guy's just, and then the um, Matt guy, the opposition leader, formerly Matthew, he he hasn't been able to land a blow really either. No, <laughs> that's. And just to finish off this story, so the day, so I think that's bundled up in all this. Like there, there is an element of fair and reasonable accountability from the public, and an element of do we really trust the premier given what we've been put through? I get. I'm not, I don't, I'm not offering a political view one way or another. Mm. No, no, I'm just I, sort of talking about the journalistic side yeah. of it. But, but I, I feel, though, Tachi, to cast doubt over – again, they've had a crack at this story now for, for a year yeah. and they haven't got near doing proving any of the theories yep. and the conspiracies going around. And, and I get all that. I've, I've heard them all. So, And I've you know been tipped off to them too like every other person around the state has. All they got was a picture of the stairs. Yeah. Now, now, but Hutchie, anyone who's had a fall, falls are usually inadvertent. You don't plan to fall. I mean, the fall, I think, by definition, is a mistake. You can do some serious damage on those two stairs, and they'll try to make out as though, as if you're going to hurt your yeah. back on these two stairs. Well, first of all, you have empathy for the person. You have and, to. and it's been expressed by those in government that it was it could have potentially been a life-threatening accident at one point. So, like, empathy for the person, regardless of his, his or her politics. Yes. One. The other thing is... The other thing that happens sometimes, I did cross my mind whether this happened in this instance. Sometimes you have a story, you think you've got it, you're 99% there, you get the editor excited, <laughs> someone's almost spoken yep. <laughs> or has spoken, you're working through one last piece of it, and then the real estate's been allocated in the paper, front four, five, and at the last minute, for whatever reason- You don't go with the bigger angle? You don't quite get the bigger, and the editor says, well, too late now, plus I like it, we're going with it anyway. And so- it ends up running not quite to the same. You've been, I'm sure you. Oh no, I, yeah. I have. I've, I've done that. And yeah. so, well, you, you don't do it deliberately, but people around you make those decisions. Yeah, cross my mind whether Michael actually might have had something that he felt was a little bit bigger, and for whatever reason, the bigger piece fell out late, and the editor went, "Well, too bad, we're going anyway." And I'll spice the first two paragraphs up, which happens, and they were left with these are the steps. These are the steps. Yeah, yeah. and there was another reference to a golfer. If he had had one or two drinks, right? Yep. Does that make it any different? No, I wouldn't have thought six, so. Like if he's if he's on holidays in the summer and had yeah. a beer at his home, like he's he's entitled to do that, isn't he? 
I would have yeah. thought so. Yeah. Again, if, if being completely intoxicated had led to it and you're on watch, so to speak, well, there's an issue there's there. There's an issue there, yeah. yeah there is an issue there, yeah. But, but again, th- th- this, is, this yeah. hasn't – no one's got near proving this. I mean, you've heard the stories too yeah. about the helicopters I, I, and who he was with. I, th- and- I thought he might have had someone on record who was going to say it and bald out late or something. That was, that was my best yeah. guess. But anyway, it's anyway. interesting. Yeah. Are you being subjected to similar leadership at a newspaper? Not the Herald Sun? But maybe a paper across the way over in Perth in the West Australian. Is 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 there a campaign to get you given your ownership of the Perth I don't, I don't, think, I don't think specifically, but Well, I had fifteen people yeah. send me a back page of the paper during the week. Yep. Headline The Curse of Hutchie. Yeah. Article about you and your ownership of the Perth Wildcats. Yep. It it read a bit unfairly, and I I would like to go on with this to actually take the Mickey out of you and, and actually go for it. endorse. I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm I, I actually game. want to support you. What, what do you got? Well, I don't know whether there's much in that either. I, yeah. I think there's about as much in that article as there as there was in the these other steps. No, the, the story uh, re- related or well, the angle, the way into it was the um, change of music of one or two moments in the game, and then a perceived review of the music, and then it went on to kind of. Attack me or us as not attack, but um, label me or us as Victorians, and there was a two-page coverage um, in a in a weird piece of fake demo. The two-page coverage inside was mistakenly printed twice <laughs> and ran in the paper twice. So so four pages. I was actually, uh, ironically, when being criticised, subject to four pages of criticism <laughs> rather than rather than so two. What I've been sent is the back page, yeah. the the curse of Hutchie yeah. in in. Capital letters all over the back page. Back page splash, as you'd say. Change your tune, demands Red Army. There's a massive picture of you. You're taking up about a quarter of the page. Yep. Uh, four losses in a row. Furious fans voting with their feet. And controversial owner Craig Cutchison firmly in the crosshairs. That's the scenario for WA's beloved Perth Wildcats. There's a couple of quotes, but they're fan quotes. And I don't know, have they been delivered on social media somewhere? Yep. and. Yep. Picked out, yeah. Yep. SEN and Hutchie have ruined what was the most successful team in NBL history. They are not West Australians. They don't know our passion for our team. Wildcats fan Anthony Guerrero. So are you, are you being targeted here? Are you, are you, are you the Perth Dan Andrews? <laughs> well, in sport, you're either winning or you're losing. So when you're losing, you've got to cop everything that comes with it, and we'd lost four in a row. So if there needs to be a subject of that uh, – Angst, and it's me, then that's very unreasonable. So I don't. Didn't the same paper pap you last year? Yeah, that's that's. Look, you win, and things hopefully will be okay. You lose, and you're going to be the subject to um, to criticism. So right. that that's okay. We had a uh, win on the weekend, but we had a loss on Thursday night. So we're four and five into the break. Team uh, was really proud. Play well. The only thing I would say to that is, so I, I can accept what comes to me. I get it. I'm the neat. The, Easy target, didn't grow up in Perth, clearly. Um, I've got a job to do to win over the fan base, all those things. So that's all fair. And the team's not playing well and buck stops with us as owners. So that's all fair and reasonable. Our match day team do a fantastic job. They are forever talking to our fans. They listen. They have tried one or two things with the music along the way and are continually trying to refine that and are talking and communicating directly with our fan base to give them the product that they want. Uh, it's not me sitting in a DJ booth saying, this is the song that I want played, Damo. They are brilliant at it. So I'm, You do think you're a DJ, though. I, I, I do. I'm not yep. 
taking you at your word for that. You do think you're a DJ. So huge respect for the traditions and that team are working through maintaining those traditions and and refining how to bring some new things in along the way to reflect some of the other feedback of the fans, which we'd we'd like to evolve some of those matchday offerings as well. And that is a constant. There's not a review or of the music or... It's not me saying change everything. Um, that team, I'm defensive of because they do a fantastic job. Have a go at me on anything you like, but our match state team do a magnificent job. If they are playing, don't stop believing and Mr. Brightside. I can categorically say you, been in you are <laughs> in charge of the DJ checklist would've, at a Perth Wildcats would've, game. Would have been in the set list. Hey, for sure. um, Twitter. It, look, and we can talk about this for an hour and, and not be too clear on it. What what, what have you made of the official takeover of it it's, by Elon Musk? Gee, because good, people good, are getting really it's, it's good pop up stuff, in it. isn't it? Don't you think? Twitter has ended up being so left and so righteous that the idea of someone coming in. With high wealth and free speech, is <laughs> yeah. is driving people insane. They're losing their you know what over it. Yeah, yeah. They, they are, they are. I, I don't know what they thought it was to begin with, other than yep. That's uh, what I find really interesting is it's it's a free it's a private company. It's a free product, right? Yeah, it's a free product run by a so, bus- businessman. So the people that are angriest are the people that have used this product for free for their own enjoyment for a long period of time, mm. and there's something about things being free. Where people feel a sense of complete entitlement over them. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of media companies go through that as well. So it's <laughs> I know you are the product when you're not paying, I get that, but it's like he can do what he wants. Of course he can. It's his it's now his. You've got a choice. You can actually stop yeah. being part of it, can't you? That, that's yep. your choice. He made some he's made some very weird early decisions, like forecasting S- the the twenty dollar a month blue tick without any kind of um, strategic explanations to how he arrived at that why or has it changed to this point? I, I haven't followed the logistics of it. To I know that you're eager to get your twenty dollars squared away. I get that. You're no, no. F- do we need to? You're one of the first oh, blue tick movers in is Australia. That, is that going to be? Don't don't stress. It'll be okay. It's <laughs> all right. I'm just asking, Hachi. <laughs> I know it's important to you. I might not even be a part of it. I, I'm I'm not that faced with it. It's 140 dollars a year. You'd probably pay cash up front. You probably you'd probably express mail it. You know that vein about your blue tick. <laughs> The oh yeah, he's going to do things his own way. He's cutting. I feel for the people who are losing their roles because that's yeah been a great employer of, in in media circles. He he's going to go do things his own way, and he's in, ultimately entitled to do that. Will he start charging media outlets for use of it? It's interesting, isn't it? Like the, he, he will, won't he? Where the value? Why else would you do it? Where the value piece sits in it is really interesting. Like if you think about trying to reclaim the forty four billion dollars of oh. worth. <laughs> Out of that asset, yeah. it's, it's even as as scalable as it is. Like you need to have some very different revenue streams. He even went public with his view that that the advertisers were being like he famously said advertising didn't exist, and now he needs a model that is built upon. It's amazing how the direct to consumer world ends up back in an advertiser is at he? some point. So it's yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays. It's great. It'll be great viewing. Great watching the decisions he makes. He's going to make some spontaneous and reckless Trump-like decisions and people are going to struggle with it. And ultimately, people have had a good run, haven't they? Yeah. People have had 10 or 15 years of largely doing what they want when they want on the platform. And there's still, as to you, as to your point, a lot of free yep. access to a lot of stuff there, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, the algorithms and there's nothing have changed else in over time. life that's free. The algorithms have changed over time and you get restricted pretty heavily from the things you now see. So it's a different experience to what you used to get. They've worked out who you are and what you want pretty quickly. I get served a lot of our own content endlessly 
and I don't for a minute think that's <laughs> it's not even remotely reflective of, of what you want to see consumption habits. It's just how the algorithm thinks thinks that I want to see. So yeah. it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, it'll be it'll be and then. For you and all the people you blocked, are you nervous that you'll have to unblock them at some point? <laughs> we did a we did a stock take on this at one point. We didn't did. We? we did. Got was it Julian Bayard who yeah. got the uh, the? No, I couldn't work it out. Yep. But I was up to four or five thousand then, wasn't I? It might, might, might be in in ten thousands yep. now. You, you were, I think, is, you, that, is that part of the rule? You're you're you five, can't block. You're about five thousand, I think. Yeah, it was about five years so ago. So if, if 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 he removes that, <laughs> I might be out. What, that what, might be my. What out. a day that'll be when we're walking back five thousand blocked. <laughs> Of Damien's followers, <laughs> I might have a Twitter party. We might have a, like a round table. Has he made comments about not being able to block? Is that? Uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. Not yet. Because that, that, that would be not yet. That would be a turning point. For what me. he did today was flagged that there'd be fines for those who were parody accounts. So and that's a uh, they weren't labelled parody. Oh. I like that idea. That's the first. Like we, I said, David Taggart SEN is drives me insane. How people mock, not mock David, but pretend to be him, and everyone falls in. I saw yesterday a former high-ranking sport official say that's the reason he hates SEN is because of how David Taggart is on Twitter. I didn't have the heart to tell him that's not actually David Taggart on Twitter, <laughs> but he knows who he is. And so do others I see who were kind enough to retweet. He's a good good person, by the way, the person that called that out. Now, the other yeah. the other thing that I wanted to – oh, yeah, the other, now not at the risk of enabling this behaviour, we'll always try and be transparent on Sounding Board. <laughs> oh, There's a Dewey. Perth <laughs> fan who tweets, sell the team – Every single day, to, to you to or, or just to the to, to, well, the space, the at, Twitter space. He at me, at, at me every single. Oh, day. Oh, you LinkedIn, okay. Sell the team, and that yep. that tweet gets sent every, every day, day. <laughs> bar none. He might have it on uh, autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the avatar. We'll, we'll continue to, to, to so like that's a little bit of the and again that's part of the passion of Perth. So I don't seek to, like you do to. Uh, Storm the building. I I'd be it. blocking that guy. Yep. Hachi, the Australian cricketers, uh, I think you know my views on, on them now. I, I do find them, like they were before Sandpaper Gate, highly unlikable. And I, I don't have um, any great sense of loss for the Australian cricket team not making the semifinals of this current World Cup T20 in Australia. I, Which hurts me to say, I'm actually half embarrassed to even admit yep. that, let alone say it, because... My whole childhood memories are always wanting Australia to win and, and being disappointed and sometimes emotional in the event of a loss. I couldn't care for them in this tournament, and I don't know yeah. why and how that's happened to this extent. We we don't love our team like we did. Um, that's a fact. People roll against that a little bit, but not, not many people seriously challenge it. Interestingly, in New Zealand, where we do business with SENZ, my early observation in 18 months into New Zealand is that it loves its national team way more than we love ours. Mm. The black caps in New Zealand, you look at the passion around India, I know it's disproportionate because of the it's, it's in Melbourne, there's only one thousand there Sunday night against Zimbabwe at the MCG. We wouldn't have got eighty one we wouldn't have got fifty one thousand Australia Zimbabwe on Sunday night. No, we wouldn't have got near that. Um so my question to you is this, I was thinking about it. Is it because if you were to put this into a hundred percent pie chart and divvy up the reasons why, is it because Sandpaper Gate reset our thinking? Or is it that we've just become such a cynical nation anyway that we don't really like outwardly love anything national in our approach? Have we lost our intense sense of patriotism and less challenged? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have we just got so cynical as a country? All you can do is, and I'll ask you this because this is your beat. You are the the, the uh, 
head of the Cynical um, Fan Association. Who, who once wrote cricket, as you kept reminding people. Sheffield Children yeah. District Cricket. Yeah, you know, occasional, occasional one day. You went through the Fitzroy Doncaster merger back in the day, and of course, <laughs> North Melbourne, Geelong's various mergers. So you, you're at the heart of this emotive issue. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's a yep. bit of a long way of saying it. It was a bit my, Mark Robinson, my approach there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> my, my view on it is, and, and I, I think a turning point for me was when when you had the fast bowlers, who at this stage I love Pat Cummins as much as I'd love the, an Australian cricketer. Yep. That statement that he, Hazelwood and Mitch Stark put out as, as a trio yep. to distance themselves from any knowledge when this sandpaper story took off again about a year after it happened. If you recall, yeah. uh, Bancroft, I think, spoke publicly and mentioned something, and, yeah. and he didn't put anyone in, but they wanted to distance themselves from it again. And I don't know, that, that was a turning point for me in, in that they, they, they were clearly prepared, in my eyes, to, to divide the team on this issue for a second time and put themselves above the issue rather than go all in. And they were continuing to, again, this is my take on that situation, continuing to ostracise David Warner, and Cameron Brancroft over it when they were the beneficiaries of the ball that had been sandpapered. So that that was that was my turning point. I I um there's part of the Pat Cummins issue too over this whole Alinta thing too, which I'm factoring in at the moment for my sort of dislike. The only guy I do like, and it's a guy I haven't met, is is Glenn Maxwell. I just love the way he plays. I love yep. his. I didn't, he didn't have a good tournament until the last game, but or you know a normally good tournament for the, until the last game, but. I just don't like them much in, and that's my take on it. So, so some of it's to do with sandpaper gate still. Some of it's to do with it since. Some of it's just just to do with general attitude, and I think also too the um, the stubbornness of the selectors to not change the team leading into it too. I think has also yep. factored in to my thinking. Yeah, it's a, I was trying to put my finger on it too. There, there is a, a dearth of characters. Like this area doesn't have Warren or Andrew Simons or Ricky Ponning or the late Dean Jones or you know like you can yep. sit, you can run your your line. Simons. Yeah. I mentioned Simon. Second, um, so I can mention him again. Sure. The um, we like characters. We don't necessarily know them super well as as people. We get we get glimpses of them. Mm. There hasn't been a like an overwhelmingly notable marketing campaign, has there? Like nothing's really ever replaced the halcyon days of the marketing around the Australian team. Uh, there's a perception. Probably wrongly, but they prioritise money in T20 yeah. cricket. Oh, they do. They do. And, and their own private deals and are yeah. prioritised. And yeah. then that's fragmented our na- national passion anyway. And then probably outside the test. We're, so there's a there's a little bit of that. And I think we're also becoming a bit jaded as a nation So in these things. So I think that all adds up. Hmm. Success would, would – if we'd made the final, we would have probably turned the lights on and come good. Equally, can you just picture for a moment – if India end up playing Pakistan this Sunday <laughs> in the final at the MCG, wow! What on earth does that look like as an event? Well, we, well, we have we never seen anything like that. Well, well, we know what happened the previous time, two or three weeks ago, yeah. when they played in the to begin the tournament. A, a it's a final, so it'll have. Mm. I, I don't want to say Super Bowl like audiences because they'll get this proven, and someone will run the numbers on Twitter and send me a message saying I'm, I'm way out of step. But you get what I mean. Yep. Uh, and B, last time around it was unbelievable and it still caught a lot of people off guard. This time it'll be a hyped event. People yeah. will go, oh, I can't miss this. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be like nothing we've ever seen or, or we'll ever see again. It'll be incredible. Well, as I said, we, we, we already have seen it. <laughs> we have seen it three <laughs> weeks ago. I know what you're saying about the, yep. the, the scope and the status of the final. Yep. Hey, you, just before we, uh, you get on to your topics a bit further, just throw one in here very quickly. Mm, of course. I mentioned, meant to mention this on the Herald Sun before. Susie O'Brien, I do read Susie's columns. I do. Do you? Yep. 
I do. I know, I know you, uh, since you're on the end of a couple of footy show kind of feedbacks, have been less uh, interested in, in no, no, Susie I, Collins. No, I'm not interested at all in them. So I, I read them. Susie comes at things from a different different angle. So last week when I read Susie's column on the Netball Australia Visit Victoria sponsorship and it was really positive, I thought, that's interesting. That's a different take. <laughs> so I read through it. And I thought Susie's showing that she can be fair and reasonable. So it got to paragraph 12 and I thought there'll be or, a, or just wanting to be seen to be different, one of the two? I or? thought there'll be a catch here somewhere that not everything can be hunky-dory in this story. And particularly given I was praising to Andrews, that was the other thing that clickbait him in. I was like, the Herald Sun have got behind this. Oh, that was the day where they did the pro view and the, and the anti view as well, wasn't it? I don't know. but I, I, I did see that. I didn't so read either of them, but I did see that. I got yeah. to about paragraph 14 and then yeah. sure enough, he was the one thing that didn't, didn't go well. Susie said... While it's a pity the hosting rights for the 2022 grand final have already been sold to WA, this is a small blip in the four-year package. Now, given the grand final is back in June in WA and the deal was done in November, it's reasonable that they did indeed get a grand final away in 2022 before waiting in November <laughs> to decide whether to, to actually hurry a Victorian grand final in before Christmas, was it not? I say that with a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but... That might have been one missed by the subs, as they say, Damo, on the way through. Um, you had a taking out the trash too, I think, which you wanted to. How's this? The Federal Reserve crazy. just went. You know, you've said you're not going to rise the uh, interest rates anymore. So I, I had to go to battle with you on this about only about three episodes ago. The interest rates so, keep rising and rising, and how are we going to deliver another one here, guys? So it, during COVID, they actually said there would be no interest yep. rate rises until 2024. So the Federal Reserve have got to put it up again. For a sixth time since they said there wouldn't be one rise until 2024. The press sec at the Federal Reserve is on the phone to the Prime Minister's office is on the phone to the Chief of Staff is on the phone to the... And they're not the 0.25% rises, Hutchie. They're the 0.5ers. I think it was even a 0.6er amongst them. Big day tomorrow. How are we going to do this? We've got to get this out somewhere. What's your office saying? What's the PM saying? Or what's the the Federal Reserve Commissioner saying? Well, he wants to go... No, he can't go then because we've got to... Do you know what time they got together and released it? I do, because it's traditional, <laughs> Hutchie. I know, I know you like to make out as though this is a, a taking out the trash. They, they do it on Melbourne Cup Day. I'll tell you when they, when they released it. This is when they hit send. You ready? Yeah. You, you, you hit send. You ready? Send. Moving into the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Barrier one comes up. Dover legend moves in. Dover legend moves in. <laughs> the $3.50 favourite. Hit send. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out the trash happened as the first horse went into the barriers in the Melbourne Cup as the nation holds its collective breath. Gold trip moves in too. <laughs> <laughs> that is taking out the trash 101. Hutchie, in their defence, not that I want to defend them, they do that every year. They either say there is a rise or there isn't a rise yeah. on Melbourne yeah, Cup you know, Day. The, the, press, the, you know, federal, <laughs> the two press section either end were like, bet it said, oh, wait a minute, wait two minutes, they're vetting a horse here. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Stewards just come round. Don't hold, 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 don't give it to IAP yet. Hang on, hang on. Pass fit the run, it said. <laughs> <laughs> um, might go to the question of the week time now. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Go to Matt Walsh on Twitter. When the Victorian government stepped in with the $15 million contribution for Nepal Australia, media and socials blew up. As a business-minded guy, what would Hachi value the publicity that this has already received when compared with more usual sponsorship announcements. Shrewd. Well, Matt, there's a few in- interesting 
pieces to this. First of all, you'd be able to find a, a, a PR research company that will tell you it was worth 15 million. In fact, I'll guarantee someone's already put a report on their table saying it generated 42 million. I was going to say it'd be more than 15 yeah. if, that, if that report was commissioned. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. doubt. Because yep. the. the uh, It'd be at least 37.8. Yeah, to be cynical. Yeah, yeah. 37.8, I reckon. The second thing is 15 million in, in a advertising sense to in a re-election camp. Like it was a re-election announcement. Really, yeah. Right? So yeah. 15 million's a lot of money, but it's not. It's like a parking spot around the train stations. It? it was an announcement around the election. Particularly when the Liberal Party can't seem to raise any money or enough, not enough money. So that was, yeah. So I think if you run the political donation lens on it, and then the third thing is there's actually a, there will be a future benefit because they have actually got some content that will generate or well, one co- bit of content in particular grand final. So, yeah, I, I would think it on face value at fifteen won't be missed. Put it that way by the state government. It'll be it'll. I think it was probably shrewd business from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. And we we both debated this last week. We had different views on the topic from a from a different perspective yep. to what Matt. See, but I'm Walsh has asked. I'm also the guy that still puts down Carmichael Hunt and Israel Folau as major successes. Where you you actually have a totally different view. So I just want to put that lens on it. I do have a major majorly different view on that too. Yeah, yep. yeah. The, the, the but, fact that Carmichael Hunt ripped probably what five or six million dollars out of the out of AFL, probably more actually when I think about it, and Izzy Folau ripped. Yep. A couple. I, I would I would put that down as a, yeah. as a success. But you also endorsed and still to this day feel that the Central Coast Mariners benefited from Usain Bolt playing against the college I team in a practice match. Yeah, yeah, I do. You said it put them on the map, didn't you? They'd be worth twice as much if he'd played a, a season as they are now. They, they would have been on a whole different trajectory. <laughs> and weirdly enough, for those who don't know you, Hutchie, you are saying that being serious. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I reckon uh, that's it for episode 40 of Series 7. That's all? Yeah. Nothing else left? Nothing Fit turquoise? Oh, by the way, shout out to Matty Goodrope and his crew. Took that pretty well, Matt, in the end. In fact, he almost put out a press release saying how well he took it about himself in the end. And sure enough... Have I missed the follow-up to that? He he texted you and I. Oh, yeah, but I yeah. missed the public follow-up. Well, the public follow-up was Marcus Wagner on Twitter papped him <laughs> holding the media backdrop. <laughs> on the AFLW game on the weekend, which I think was a deliberate, oh, deliberate papping <laughs> of him saying, oh, I'm still hands on the tools. I've been forced back on the job. <laughs> on the back, after he put out the don't call me again, ready release, I'm, I'm Matt Good, good Rope. And did we discover there was a, a, a Matthew and Maddie and Matt component to Matthew Good Rope too? We did. Yeah. yeah. He's running I just call him Matt. He's running with multiple identities. Yep. All right, that uh, was. Fact, the more his career grows, the less. Uh, the shorter the name becomes. Is that, that the, guy the rule? Yeah. Yep. That was episode 40 of Series 7 of The Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.